that entertainment shift that took place really was around this explosive growth of short form video in social media, particularly, and the exciting opportunity that it presents for marketers. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Welcome everyone to the Digital Marketer Podcast, where we talk everything digital marketing from the platforms you all love to use to all the methods that we have to employ to get traffic for our clients and ourselves. Today, I have a very special couple of guests, Lauren Posada and Jeannie Alfonso from Meta, also specifically from Instagram, right? Yes. <laughs> Work at Meta, but on Instagram. Exactly. Okay, so we'll, say, we'll say Instagram just for this this podcast. So Lauren, you are the Instagram business marketing and monetization specialist? Manager. Yes. I work on our business marketing team, helping partnering with Jeannie on the go-to-market strategy and helping businesses understand the value of our products and solutions, specifically working on reels right now. That is so cool. I, I think for you know everybody, all the listeners, there's always so many questions about like developments at Meta, developments at Instagram, how iOS changes are affecting mm -hmm. ads, and you know it's all a, a very hot topic. So I'm sure you're getting tons of questions right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into it. So in terms of video marketing on Instagram, how do you kind of summarize the changes that have happened during the last year or two? Yeah. Well, I mean, even thinking back further than the past year or two, I think it's just really interesting to like think back in the past like decade of Instagram. And I think it's really exciting to see people and brands, how people and brands has, to connect has evolved. So Instagram is actually 11 years old, which I can't believe it. I, we're celebrating this fall, our 12th birthday. And back when it was first released, we all remember it was a photo sharing app that enabled people to connect and share their interests. And then a few years later came stories, which is really exciting, a new way, like ephemeral way lightweight to share the behind the scenes of your day or the diary of your business. And I think stories was really fundamental in like pushing the digital marketing industry forward to think of brand storytelling in new ways. It really pushed the industry towards embracing the full mobile screen and nine by 16 creative. But then if you look back in the past two years in the pandemic, it's been said there's been a decade of growth in a really short amount of time because really everything seemed to be moving online and we had to find new ways to do business, to shop, to connect, and to be entertained. And I think that entertainment shift that took place really was around this explosive growth of short-form video in social media, particularly, and the exciting opportunity that it presents for marketers. 
And so on Instagram, we launched Reels to tap into this trend of short form entertaining content. And it's been so exciting to see how people and creators and businesses are all embracing this new creative format for storytelling. Mark Zuckerberg actually yesterday announced in our Q1 2022 earnings call that Reels makes up 20% of the time spent on Instagram now. So it's really driving um, a lot of our growth and engagement on Instagram. Over the past year, we've been on this journey to simplify video on Instagram and make it easier for people to create and discover content, particularly around short form video. So while we support longer video formats, um, like historically known as IGTV, RAP, IGTV, we don't actually refer to longer video as IGTV anymore. We just refer to all video on Instagram as as Instagram video, but are really prioritizing short form because we think that this is the best way to fuel the content discovery ecosystem and engine on Instagram. So while we still support longer video lengths, we're really prioritizing short form video and reels. Awesome. When you say short form, just for the uh, listeners, are you talking about, you know, 15, 30 seconds versus (laughs) long form being like five to 10 minutes or what, what are the parameters there? It's such a good question. And it's a question we get all the time. Like how short is short? What is what does it mean? Today, reels are 60 seconds, but I think short form video, I would say is how we're defining it is around a minute, but we get uh, requests all the time from people and creators to make reels time length longer. So who knows in the future how long reels could end up being, but Yeah, I would say in the few minute range is short form video. Jeannie, do you have anything to add on that front? I was just about to add, yeah, we definitely get this question all the time. And it's one of those things where I think internally at our, like in our company, we call it short form video, but I think externally short form video hasn't necessarily like hit the market yet. Like people don't talk about it that way. So the way that I would like to think, like I, I like to like position it as more of just like it's a full screen immersive experience Mm. and it's not heavily edited. It's not produced, but it's more of just like, Oh, I just put like turn on my phone and like, you know, I'm just making, you know, snackable pieces of content. Well, it's so funny because I, you know, I'm older, but I remember vine (laughs) and I used to love vine and just the, the seven seconds, like what could you do in seven seconds? So I think it's interesting because even well now, because we do a bunch of stories and the stories are 15 seconds. I'm like, what can I say in 15 seconds? (laughs) Like that is, that is not a lot of time. So is is that still going to stay the same for the story format at least, or is it leading more towards stories are now going to be able to be longer? Uh, yeah, I would say like the way that, w- that the way that I like to think about Instagram specifically is like the uh, stories are just like ephemeral pieces of content. So, you know, like very like pointed vignettes of like what's happening in your day. And I think in terms of like the yeah, actual length, sure. Like I think, I mean, we take up to more than 15 seconds, like you can post longer videos, but we really want to optimize like the actual format. Yeah, 15 seconds would be. In terms of, I don't know, secret inside stats, mm-hmm. do you have, you know, a certain length where it's like, oh, well, 47 seconds is way better than 55 <laughs> seconds. And, you know, do you get really technical with that? We're learning a lot right now with with Reels, particularly because we're spending most of our time focusing on on that and the ad placement. So we don't have any secret inside stats to share on like the optimal time length for a Reel is X. 
But I do know that that's something that the market would be interested in in learning. But I would recommend to advertisers and taking like a test and learn approach, testing some different lengths and seeing what resonates best with your community, both organically and then also through ads. I would say we're just still learning with the community and with advertisers. So my answer would be really test and learn to see what works for your for your business. Yeah, I, I feel like it It also just, yeah, it depends on the format too. Like if it's a DIY, like you're showing a time lapse of like something versus like, oh, I'm just talking into the camera and talking about something like I think that also is like a dimension that like what Lauren said, we're still learning on and like what the possibilities there are. But I think what's really exciting is that marketers get to like flex their creative muscle in this space. and they get to try different things because we, we encourage like decoupling reels from like your Instagram identity. And it's it's more about the audience that you're trying to reach, like what really resonates with them and what resonates with them might be completely different from what you post on your, you know, actual feed format. So that's that's the really exciting part about reels. Yeah, it seems like a safer way to test things because it's not something that you're, you know, plastering, you know, plastering on the wall and saying, this is my brand. It's more like, I don't know, this will go away soon. I also think like the the exciting part about it is like the distribution of reels is completely, it's totally new. So normally when you post on feed, you post on stories, it's like to your people, like it's to people that have already opted into following your content. With Reels, it's like a whole new way to reach people that don't follow you. Your content is kind of set up on a stage for like a discovery format. And like you can reach people who don't follow you, but your content might resonate with them. So I think it's just like a really exciting opportunity for brands to be discovered. That's awesome. So is it really driven by the hashtags at that point in terms of discoverability with, you know, organic searches? And how's that work? I actually don't think hashtags are um, like a key driver in what's getting you distribution. So I think that's a misconception. Our algorithm, quite powerful. I, I do not know the... <laughs> extremely, extremely powerful. <laughs> I, and I am not an engineer, so I can't tell you the nitty gritty details of the algorithm. But what we're really prioritizing is recommending original content. So content that isn't reposted, content that, you know, is is first to Instagram and... I won't even venture to guess on how the algorithm works, but uh, surfacing content that you might be interested in. And that's what fuels the discovery engine. And I would say leaning into original content is the best way to be discovered in terms of like types of content to create. I would say hashtags are actually, I don't think that that is something that um, necessarily increases your chances of discoverability. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The one thing I was going to add was just, yeah, like, our our, algo- our our algorithm is also based on engagement. So if we find a, a piece of content that people are like commenting on, liking, mm-hmm. distributing, that is also a very big factor for us too. Oh, actually, the distributing part is interesting. So when you say that, is that people resharing the content yes. on theirs? Okay. Yeah one of the one of the exciting things, and I know, and like obviously, I think Reels is a focus for Instagram, but also. One of the things that we've kind of noticed is that people use Instagram to communicate with like their close friend groups, with people that they share interests with. And I think the more private chats are a big factor for us. And Reels is like one of the formats where 
I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone can relate of like, oh, you find something funny on Instagram and you share it with your friends. Like that is like a very big use case that we've seen for the distribution. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Is there anything you could do that would dock your score? Because I know you talked about, you know, that kind of original content, but what if they're trying to share a TikTok on Instagram <laughs> as a real? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend. I know a lot of people do repost content to Instagram from TikTok. I've seen in my own feed, I've seen that, but a watermark. So TikTok videos that are downloaded with like the TikTok logo or watermark, watermarked content in general on Instagram. We've already put out best practices that indicate that posting content with a watermark would not increase your chances of distribution. So it it would be recommended not to create or post content with a watermark. So would they, now let's say it doesn't have a watermark, but it's the same video that somebody took and just put on Instagram and also put on TikTok. Does the algorithm actually track whether it's been posted anywhere else? It doesn't track whether it's been posted anywhere else. I think it's more about like, do you use reels tools to create your video or are you just like uploading the asset but yeah we can recognize the watermark we don't recognize like we're not trying to track if it's been posted anywhere else but i think for example if it was like a head-to-head contest between a video that used the reels native tools like used editing used an effect and then created the reel versus something that you know i just uploaded this video asset to reels we would probably prioritize the first one Oh, wow. Okay. So does that, for you guys, does it show more engagement or use of the platform maybe? And so you want to reward that? I mean, and that's the thing. When we see something that's not necessarily like straight uploaded, I feel like they're, it's a better indicator of engagement because it's like you're using the native tools to our platform. Oh, that's super interesting. Because for me, I came from video and graphic design. So I'm like, oh, I'll just edit the video and then I'll upload it directly. And then I don't have to do anything. But actually that's, that's a really big tip. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to necessarily like push it too far to a certain angle. Like, obviously, if you upload a video asset, it's not like we're not, you know, distribute it. But for better chances of success, I do think like we do use like tooling as like an indicator of original content. And so if, if that's something that you're considering in a marketing strategy and you have the bandwidth to support, then yeah, that that I would recommend that. Okay. What about frequency? Like, what what do you guys like to see? Do you like to see 10 posts a day or is it more, you know? There's not a magic number that we we recommend. I would say uh, consistency is probably more important to think about than frequency. I think um, committing to something that's manageable for your business and something that your your community can, can expect from you. So... I think setting realistic goals um, for your business is is a better strategy than taking a blanket. You know, it needs to be X amount of times a week because I think it's really different for, for every type of business. But of course, the more the better. I think for reels, it's all about discovery and and tapping into to trends and and what's happening on the platform. So I don't I don't think that there's like too many reels that you could post. I think it's a great, it's, I think it's all about testing and learning and seeing what works for your business. So I think the more the, the more you post, the more chances and opportunities you get to learn and gather insights from what resonates with your community. Yeah. I feel like it's like a, it's like a fine line. Like I was going to say quality over quantity, but I also don't want to overcorrect and be like you your all your reels need to be like super like polished and you know like well thought out 
I think it's just more of like kind of what Lauren said is just having like a very consistent message. So if the there are things that you create that really resonate with people and like people want more of, like that's that's it's it's a great signal. Reels is like a great signal that you can get for of like, okay, is this marketing messaging like message working for me? And you know, you kind of create content tailored around that and then you get basically immediate feedback on whether it works or not. So it's kind of like you get to refine and hone in on on that strategy before like committing to something like feed where it's like on long term. That makes sense. Well, it, I think it's it's easier to implement for people if they know like, OK, I don't frequency matters more than just make a whole polished video every single week. I came from a content marketing background. So my thing was always about like, how much could I post? How often can I post? And then, you know, how episodic can I make it? You know, mm-hmm. how can I relate the information to other information? In that regard, just in terms of, and this will be my last algorithm question, because I know you probably get a ton of those, <laughs> the content itself. So I shoot the content and I write a description, maybe put some tags in there. How is it weighted? Like, is does the algorithm read what I'm saying during the video, or is it more just people's reaction to the video itself that causes, you know, it to go viral or not? So I know that there is like a level of categorization because we do it for like platform safety purposes. Like we obviously like scan like the actual content to make sure that it's like safe for people to consume. It's not violating any of our like our guidelines, like that kind of thing. But I think engagement is a pretty big qualifier in terms of like making it go viral so to speak is like yeah you might post you know let's say you you're an account that has like millions of followers like yeah you might get like you know people might see it but if they're not engaging with it it probably wouldn't have as much traction as as opposed to something that people are engaging with commenting on sharing with their friends like that kind of thing do People have the same effect in terms of like a, a video that they posted a week ago, because I know that and I'm sorry for referencing TikTok so much, but <laughs> on TikTok, some of the videos that you have, like they could be, you know, several weeks or even a year old. And sometimes the traffic on those specific reel or videos will spike. Is the same thing happening with Facebook Reels? We do have a look back window. I am not sure at the exact link, but we do have a look back window. So very similar. Like, I, I think, again, like stories is like, you know, 24 hours feed is like longer lasting. I think we're still figuring out what the right serving mechanism is for for reels. But I would say like, you know, between feed, which is forever and stories, which is 24 hours, like reels is like in the happy middle between that. OK, yeah, that's a, that's a good tip. So in terms of suggested videos in the home tab, do you think that helps people get discovered a little bit better? I, I think one of the, and Adam, who's like the head of Instagram product, like announced this, like I think last week, but one of the things that we're really prioritizing is originality. So for creators that like choose to, you know, invest on Instagram, create original content for Instagram, you know, and the ways that we're able to recognize it, like like kind of like the tooling that I said before, we're really rewarding that. And in terms of suggested videos, I think in general, we've kind of signaled that your home feed is going to become a place not only for the people that you follow, but also for these suggestions. And I think that is like the opportunity that creators have and marketers have too, is just to be moved over from these like more discovery minded surfaces like explore like reels and then be able to be featured within uh the home feed as well so i think it's just like a really exciting opportunity for 
better distribution, bigger audience, more exposure. It's it's really great. Yeah. And I think just to build on that, we're you may have even seen some changes to feed over the past few weeks, months. I know we recently launched favorites and following, the ability, like giving people more control over their experience on Instagram and giving them tools to shape it into the best experience for them. And part of that is really giving them control on or making it easier for them to see quickly and discover content that would be interesting to them. So Adam Masseri, our head of Instagram, has said that we really want to focus on rewarding creators who are the original, you know, rewarding that creativity and that giving credit where credit's due. So it's it's exciting to see that we are really leaning into supporting creators on our platform. And I think in feed recommendations is a is a great way in order a great way for creators to be discovered. Definitely. Are there any specific tools that you think are really allowing creators to be more creative or get the message out there? One of my favorites tools that we have to help creators get discovered is collabs. I'm not sure if you have seen it, but it is an ability to basically like co-author a post. So Jeannie and I could create a reel together and we could post it. We could give each other permission to basically make it a collab post. So it would be Lauren Posada and Jeannie Alfonso or like and like I I think it's and or with, but it's basically the the two of our accounts posting the same piece of content to both of our communities and also potential to be discovered by even broader new audiences. So I think collabs is a really great tool to help creators get discovered and reach new audiences. Oh yeah, that's that's a tool we definitely need to start using. I I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I know it it's great. It's it came out I think maybe like six months ago. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a, it's a really interesting way to leverage the communities that you've built across like two different audiences. So especially with something like with marketers, like you have the opportunity to, if you want to partner with a creator or, or somebody who has a lot of influence over a specific community, collabs is like a great way to like start it. But obviously we support like branded content as well for more like trans, like transactional deals but like you could build on that and leverage our like algorithm our ads algorithm to really optimize for like more performance definitely so in terms of let's talk about advertising then Mm -hmm. so (laughs) (laughs) is that the bread and butter there yes (laughs) so in terms of ad you know doing ads on the platform like how would you recommend people utilize videos and reels specifically for paid Yeah. So like Lauren mentioned, Instagram, like Reels right now takes up 20% of time spent on Instagram. So if I was a marketer, I would use that as a signal of like, there's essentially like a shift in content. The pandemic really fueled that, that consumer trend. But so when it comes to paid advertising, I think right now I would just advise from like, you know, if there is like a specific strategy that you have in mind with like static content, which is fine. Like it's not like we we don't prioritize that. But when it comes to ads in the long term, I would definitely recommend starting to shift the focus. If, you, if you've only been focused on like image and static ads, like video is going to be the future of what people consume organic, like organically. So whatever you can do to prep that from like a paid marketing perspective, I think, you know, you, it would be like a great investment to start up front. So when it comes to advertising, I would say 
uh, one, again, like kind of like what I mentioned before, I think Reels is a great opportunity to like uh, stress test any messaging that you have, because again, it gets distribution outside of your following. You're not just limited to the people that have opted into your message. You also get kind of like immediate feedback on whether this content you're creating is resonating. And what we've heard from advertisers that are already running paid advertising with Reels is that they normally use organic as like a like kind of like a signal. And if things really resonate from an organic sense, then they like amplify the post and use that as like kind of their their paid strategy. But I would say right now from like a holistic sense, because we're very cognizant that not everyone has like all the time in the world to create dedicated video for reels. And we we're we're cognizant of that. So when it comes to if you're just running like normal advertising across Meta, so across Facebook, across Instagram, what we're advising right now is just like just check the box and like see if the content that you have, it doesn't have to be perfect custom content. Just check the box because reels adding reels to your campaigns only like brings just more efficiency, right? Like we it's like another area to reach this audience and, and just let's see our ad system kind of optimize towards the best performing placement. So you might not see a lot of delivery from uh, within the real surface right now. We're, we're still being very guarded about how much ad inventory we're allowing on reels at this point, because we are still learning about like what the community resonates with best in terms of usage and how they're using reels. So I think I just want to be upfront about that. But yeah, it, it brings more efficiency into your campaigns. But if you have dedicated budget, can create custom content, we for sure will it can support that. But I also don't want um, people to think that you need to have that in order to run on Reels. Like you can just uh, check the box and see how it performs. Now, in that regard, do you have ad lengths that are better than other ad lengths or any stats on those? We don't have specific ad links i i would say they kind of follow industry standards though like you know 15 seconds six seconds like i think if you cut for that length i think it aligns with you know what we're, we're seeing in terms of, of reels so yeah i wouldn't say like put your two minute video on on reels and expect a lot of like fully completed views but but yeah i, I would say like if you again use the existing content that you have and seeing what resonates I think like that's kind of what we're encouraging I think something also to build on what Jeannie's saying no matter what ad length you have and, and if you are building creative specifically for reels so I'll caveat that I'm what I'm about to my opinion that I'm about to share is really around mm -hmm. reels ads and if you were if you were to create native reels ads but making sure that you have like a hook up front and and can engage the viewer right away to stick around to want to view the rest of your content. I mean, I think that's a general best practice for advertising, but let's say it's like six ways to use bleach. Like I used to work at Clorox. So here we go. Let's say like six ways, six unexpected ways to use bleach. And it's like, okay, I'm expecting now for them to tell me six ways. Like I know up front, they're going to share six ways. So I may be more likely to stick around and and because I saw one and two but they were interesting and I want to see three four five six so I think little creative tactics like that can help engage your viewer right away and make them stick around for uh, several seconds um, past so I think that some of those creative ideas are are great to 
test with Rails. Yeah. Rails. Just add yeah, that uh, the note of, you know, number five will shock you. Then, <laughs> yes. You exactly. Something that I really like about Rails is that there's sometimes some of the most successful Rails that I see have like an element of surprise too. I, I think like, and Rails loop. So until you swipe to the next Reel, like it auto repeats. So if there is like an element of surprise again, that makes you want to watch again and, and maybe um, makes you want to engage. I, I think that's a really interesting creative tactic also to employ and, and building Reels that ads that feel like Reels is, is a great way. I I say like blending in to stand out, I think is a great um, way to to test the Reels ads placement. Yeah, I think just to add on that, like I think an important piece for marketers to think about is just like you th- got to think about the mindset, right, when you're in Reels. So when you're on feed, when you're on stories, you are expecting this content from people that you're following. When you're on Reels, you don't know what's coming next. And so you're going to give everything that you see a shot And I think like that is like the really compelling part is just like people are and an exciting part from like a a marketing point of view. It's like, yeah, like what is the hook that you can provide to get people to stick around for your content? And I think like that kind of creative canvas is, is really exciting from a from a marketing point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned, you know, a list post type. Do you have, you know, a few more of those kind of categories of posts that you've seen work? I had a conversation the other week with a colleague and we were talking about for businesses that, or even creators that are looking to get started in Reels, but don't really know where to start, don't know what type of content to create. Like a story in Reels doesn't have to be super complex or polished. A story can be five ways to do, five tips on how to use X or before and after. And a before and after story could be very short. It could be a few seconds to show the before and after of like a piece of art or the first few seconds of the frame are the creative process. And then the last frame is the actual photo or piece of artwork. So I think being creative and there's really like no right way to create a reel. Um, it's like, I think as long as you kind of give yourself the freedom to explore different creative directions and see what resonates with your community, you can, you can find some really creative storytelling. I think also if you are just getting started, there's a tool called Remix and you're able to put your own creative spin on someone else's piece of content. So if you don't know where to start, you can start with someone else's content and add your spin or or even post a story saying, what would you like to see from me in Reels? If you're a, a fashion creator, would you like to see me getting ready in the morning? Like a sped up version of me getting ready or or the process of how I created something. And also, if you're a business and you're really not sure where to get started, creators have the answers. (laughs) Creators are like learning from creators, taking their lead or even partnering with them through branded content is is just like highly recommended within the real surface. Branded content and just featuring creators and your creative and leveraging their native storytelling power is, is a great way for you to get get their creative genius in their in your creative but also to learn from them because they're really driving what's successful on reels today i think the exciting opportunity about partnering with creators is that they're you know obviously messaging gets so fragmented it's really hard to reach people and the 
creators have cultivated a following that allows like a high share of voice around like certain like areas that you'd like to focus on. So, you know, I was talking to uh, an advertiser. We were talking about potential new offerings within Reels. And one of the areas that they're excited about is just like, yeah, like I don't, I don't necessarily need these like splashy, like big impact placements because I just partner with creators who have such a, a following and like their, the, our messaging resonates with them so well. And I think that that's an area that brands should lean more on, especially when it comes to video understanding that production and planning takes a lot of time. These creators have already figured out what works for their community, what really resonates with them, and just leveraging what Lauren said, their storytelling to, to get your message across, I think is a really exciting opportunity. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what's stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. So what would you recommend to people who don't have a exciting product? You know, I know fitness is easy, health is easy, yeah. retail is easy, but what do you say to somebody who's, you know, a financial planner or, I don't know, makes a special type of concrete, <laughs> <laughs> like things that aren't necessarily like, oh, I want to watch that video. I think there's like elements of surprise. For example, for me, I know nothing about and so I would love educational content of here, like the building blocks to creating like a financial plan for yourself. I, I think it's it's all about separating the actual product from like, what is the value that you truly provide to like for people that do buy your product, right? So, okay, like let's say, yeah, you, you make a special type of concrete. Are there cool construction things that you could like showcase and, you know, display that Again, me living in San Francisco, working in tech, like I don't see that in my day to day, but like I could be interested in like that level of exposure to something that I probably will never see in person, but it's just cool to learn about. And I think that is the opportunity within Reels. Yeah. And maybe you'd be pleasantly surprised too in the type of content that resonates with with new audiences. So because because Reels can be reached and discovered by anyone on Instagram's global stage, I think that, you know, test and learn. You, you may think like no one wants to see um, several clips of people pouring concrete into 
like a frame, but but there's there might be an audience for it. I feel like I've been served. I feel like I've there's a creator in like England or something. I live in Southern California. <laughs> I've seen a a creator like who was remodeling their house on like the countryside, and yeah. I think I she it was like her laying bricks. And it was like so interesting. <laughs> and I ended up like clicking on her profile, learning more. And I'm like, I have no use for this content, but I found it like fascinating. So, no, those are those are yeah. great tips because I think you know a lot of people just think the end product and like, well, they they have the sales mindset, right? So they only think in terms of their customer and what they buy. But just showing people the process and creative uses and or you just go off the rails and do something like the boring company and make a flamethrower. yeah i mean i think i i would think about it this way it's like today's buyer is a little bit more prudent and wants to know i think mission of of a brand and product is like important and people want to support things that they align themselves with and obviously i know that not every product is a, a, a mission but i think whatever you can do to give your product or whatever you're offering more depth you know millennials gen z like they're definitely more like of that mindset. They want to know more about it. And I think they're open to it. So I, I, I think it's just like, what you know, what's really sets your product apart? Like, what are the value props of like what you're trying to sell? I think that's the, the, the cool opportunity that Reels can provide. Yeah. I have another idea that I've been, I would just um, came to mind is like, I've, I've seen, I, I think I saw a credit card advertiser from Brazil use there's a filter of like eyes and a mouth and basically like bringing their product to life and like trying to like humanize things that are not human. So a credit card or, I mean, I've seen not, these aren't brand ones, but like a talking potato and things like that. But they're it, bringing the comedic element in using filters and effects is an interesting take that I think brands can play with and, and see how they might be able to use effects to distort a video and bring it to life in a new way that just is either funny or visually interesting. I think so. I think effects could be like a great way for a tool for businesses to employ and like low effort. Yeah. Right? Like the effect is doing most of the production work for you. Yeah. And it's just about like, all right, what are some cool things that I could say as like a talking credit card? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a great tip. Exactly. Just trying to, do, you know, try using the effects and, and see how it goes and see what you could do with them. You know, that's actually, yeah. that's a great we've, tip. We've done research and we've heard from people that they want to see funny, humorous, lighthearted content from brands that are actually more likely to purchase from brands that post this type of content. So if you're a brand that thinks that this, that Reels isn't right for you, I'm using, if this is a, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm using air quotes around right for you but if you don't think that it is it's you might be surprised people do want to see Mm -hmm. are are open to seeing you tell a different show a different side of your brand personality play with humor and play with effects i think it's and test and learn i feel like it'll be a broken record but (laughs) it's all about experimentation all right last question and it's a it's a hot one. So if you have a small business owner or marketing professional and they have to choose between TikTok and Instagram, why should they go with Instagram? Oh, <laughs> oh wow. I mean, Instagram's a really vibrant community where businesses are welcome and a part of the community. 
90% of people on Instagram follow at least one business. Businesses are like, I, I would say, an integral part of our ecosystem where people expect to build relationships with brands. Actually, we've also found in research that Instagram and Facebook are the top platforms, more than competition, like like a TikTok for building relationships with brands. We found that Facebook and Instagram are more popular for that than TikTok, YouTube, Snap. So I, I think um, people want to build a relationship and and connect with brands on Instagram. And Instagram's like the busiest street corner in the world for brands. Like any small business can be discovered and create thriving business um, using our tools and solutions. Shopping, we didn't even talk about shopping today, but we have an entire tab dedicated to shops. We have the ability to create your own Instagram shop on Instagram, tag products and reels. I mean, the possibilities are like truly so great and so it's so exciting. I've talked to many small businesses who've seen some great success on Instagram. So if you are considering opening a business account on Instagram, highly recommend it. Jeannie, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Well, I was going to put my monetization hat on <laughs> and on the on the ad side, yeah. I think everyone in has personally experienced or at least heard of an experience or a product that you didn't know you wanted somehow found your way to the Instagram feed. I think our our ads algorithm, we've been building it for over 10 years. We have had so many learnings and we are constantly evolving in the way that we serve ads. We find the people to serve your ads. And I, I think leveraging that aspect is really important. And I think, you know, people are more open to it, especially within Instagram. It's because we're so good at serving ads, it's an expected behavior. So I think that also provides some more openness. I think with other platforms, kind of what Lauren was saying, I think there's just like a little bit more skepticism when it comes to, you know, what is this product? Where is it from? But we have done the due diligence of providing like a superior ads experience that, you know, when you see a product, you can be confident that it's going to be good mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I've actually personally noticed that where I'm just like, oh, I didn't even know this was an ad, you know, yeah. or it's something that I'm like, I would buy that. I don't mind. Exactly. Yeah. We're very it's, thoughtful it's, about yeah. how we build our ad experiences and making sure that they're, they're things that people that resonate with people first. And, and actually, we, we really want to make sure that businesses feel confident with every dollar that they spend on our platform and, and we're helping them grow and, and expanding the economic opportunity for, for businesses. So it's, it's definitely a top priority for us at Meta. Well, I think those are some fantastic tips. We got frequency, important, <laughs> testing, of course, and then trying those effects out. That's actually something I never would have thought because I see, you know, like I said, I've, I've done video work. So I'm like, I don't need to touch the effects. Like, look at, what could it possibly do? <laughs> yeah. But make you more creative is what it sounds like. It could yeah. Over 40% of Reels, I think, have effects. So it's a very, very popular creative tool to employ. That's awesome. So before I let you go, is there anything upcoming that we didn't talk about that's going to be super neat and we should look forward to? In terms of what's upcoming, I think our focus for this year is, at least on the ad side, is making sure that anyone who wants to run a Reels ad can, whether they have video or not. So that is kind of like our focus for the series, just like laying that front, like that, that groundwork and then like taking those learnings. And I think next year is like the opportunity that we have to like really accelerate and come up with like more nuanced and like creative opportunities within ads. 
I think um, there are some exciting, I mean, we're constantly building new tools and and new new ways for people to be creative with Reels. So I would keep an eye on at Instagram for business. I'm going to use this opportunity to plug our resources. So there we have a social channel or social account on Instagram called at Instagram for business. We make announcements there about new products that would be relevant to businesses, large and small. And then we also have at creators and that's our account that primarily serves like a creator audience. But Today, the lines are constantly blurred between a creator and a business because creators themselves are, are brands that are building thriving businesses on Instagram. So I would definitely give at Instagram for Business and at creators a follow to stay tuned to the latest announcements. And But there's no slowing down on Reels. We are like full steam ahead. And I mean, it has so much great traction. So I would expect to see some exciting creative tools launching this year around Reels. Awesome. Those are some fantastic tips. We'll have to all follow those links. We'll put them in the uh, description for this episode just in case anybody's wondering and any other links you guys want to add as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, uh, you know, going to get my, going to get my reels going now. <laughs> Love it. Yes. I can't wait to see. We're, we'll be checking on you. We'll, we'll follow your <laughs> yeah. comments and, you know, critique. Be like, you didn't use the effects. <laughs> and this is, this is not a native video. <laughs> no, we can't wait no, to I'm going to do it right. We'll put it up. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody get on Instagram, start shooting videos. We talk about that all the time on the podcast. And if you have any questions, look at the links that we have in the description. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.